This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. Ron Hosko, he was the assistant director at the FBI between 2012 and 2014. He was heading the uh, criminal investigative division. He's now the president at the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund. Uh, Ron, thank you very much for calling in. Sure, good to be with you. Uh, so, Rob, what do you what do you think first about the the most recent uh, Comey announcement? And we got a lot to talk about here, but let's start with that. Uh, was was he out of line, or was he doing exactly what he should have done? Buck, I think that the director found himself on a uh, this path that put him in that position today um, or on Friday and has uh, led to all this uh, uh, backlash and whipsawing that we've seen in the, um, in the media and in the, uh, in the press. Um, and that, that path that he was on, uh, that he had help getting onto that path, and that help came in the form of the Attorney General of the United States when she foolishly uh, took the, the tarmac meeting with Bill Clinton. And I think that the, the Director Comey's intent uh, in coming out in July, um, there's a couple of uh, pieces to this, but I think his intent was to put to rest the notion that there was a politiza- politization of the process and that uh, he wanted to shed some light on the, the scope of the FBI investigation um, to kind of defeat that, that narrative that had been fed by the attorney general's meeting. So in, in, in effect, he, he took a grenade with Loretta Lynch's and DOJ's name on it. Um, the, those are decisions that are typically the province of DOJ. Uh, that is the decision on whether we should seek an indictment or not. The FBI would uh, investigate and consult. But I think the director took her grenade. They should, they should have been thanking him at the time. He then went on you know, with the uh, testimony on the Hill and committed to uh, transparency, and it kind of put him on this path that he, um, once again, popped up on on Friday. Uh, do you? What's your response to the reports that there is a, a quasi mutiny within the FBI, or that there have there's been a lot of consternation and, and infighting over some of these decisions? Is that the press just sort of uh, imputing things that, that aren't necessarily there, or have you heard similar? that there have been similar uh, fights going on inside the Bureau? No, I, I think um, the people reporting that um, ought to double back on their sources. Um, I have good friends that are still working in the building. 
Um, I will tell you that uh, there is internally there's been uh, I think very candid uh, exchanges and differences of opinion on um, how to proceed, what to say, what what to not say, um, and and that that's actually healthy and and and. Typically, that can be healthy between investigator, FBI, and prosecutor, you know, DOJ or U.S. Attorney's Office. That, that can often make for a better, more sound case and better decision-making. But uh, I'm told by multiple friends who are still working in that building, there is nothing uh, approaching a mutiny. There is no disrespect when the director, you know, those re- recent reports, when the director walks by, people turn their backs. I don't think anything could be further from the truth. I think that the um, most of the agents have great respect for the director, um, and and by and large um, agree with and support what he is saying and doing. But there's an internal frustration too, um, and that is this: you know, the FBI is an organization. Um, when I was there, there were probably 55,000 approximately cases in my portfolio. Uh, I had the criminal division. That's a lot of cases. Um, terrorism, they, you know, hundreds, hundreds of cases. Counter te- counterintelligence, cyber, the same. And so employees are not getting briefed routinely on on each other's cases or big cases. They're reading it in the media too. Um, and there's a reason for that. You know, there, you you exchange information uh, on a kind of a need to know basis. You know this. Um, it's it's not free flow, and everybody has free access to these cases. And so I think there's, there is a bit of frustration internally because they don't know, other than what they hear in the media, by and large, how the thing went down. And so even there, the director has tried to communicate with his workforce and tell them about the, uh, you know, a bit more about the decision-making um, and how they got to the endpoint um, to try to keep them informed. And obviously some of that leaks out. And, but there is you know, a fair amount of negativity, certainly of, in the retired ranks like me, um, and that negativity, I think, is uh, very informed by the lack of information, not not affirmatively knowing what steps were taken, how serious it was. And I'll tell you, the hey, Ron, can I ask you a question? In your time at the FBI, was there ever an in- incident where the FBI director came out and gave a press conference and said that he did not think charges were merited in this way? I, I'm just wondering, is that something that had, ha- had happened previously? I've I've never no. seen it, but I didn't work at the FBI. I, I, I would tell you um, I had a 30-year career, and, and I don't ever recall that happening. That, I think, is extraordinary. And frankly, that is a big piece of the negativity coming from the retired folks um, that that uh, the director made statements that went way beyond what any uh, senior executive would have done in the past or typically did. And I think, as he has said, he chalks that up to the the need because of the intense interest and in who we're talking about and that we're in this political season that he owed us greater transparency. But uh, why couldn't Loretta Lynch be the one to make that announcement? Why why not just give his recommendations and allow it to be Loretta Lynch, the attorney general, who says that we're not proceeding with charges? Well, you're making their case, the retired guy's case. And I think it goes back to her meeting with Bill Clinton, that, that she, in effect, discredited the process and gave voice to those who were saying it's political. And at that time, the director decided somebody has to step up and say this was not a political process. And I think, in part, he, his calculus was, um, you know, he does have this reputation as, you know, the Boy Scout, the straight shooter. 
and I think he thought he could um, leverage that reputation, which, which I think in, in my dealings with him is deserved, um, in a way that would calm the concerns, which obviously were not um, calmed, and, and then led to these calls for, hey, you as the director went too far. Uh, th- those, I think, uh, in ways are very fair criticisms because it was unprecedented. Uh, you know, many things about this case are. Yeah, well, what's your assessment of what we know publicly, what the Bureau has said about the about the investigation, about what they found? Uh, you, know, you obviously, you were FBI. I assume you, you, had, you had to have a clearance. I had a TS clearance at one point. Sure. Uh, it would not have been uh, – I would not have put money on me continuing to have a career or even necessarily freedom if I had over 100 classified emails on a personal computer that I had set up or personal server that I had set up. Uh, what do you say to people who feel like that just is so obviously a two-tiered justice system? Um, I, I understand those concerns, those sentiments. Um, like you, I had TS um, and – uh, no one in my organization w- could have thought that diverting their work emails to a, a private server sitting at their house was something that would be a good idea right. or that would survive <laughs> yeah. for a couple of minutes. And I think part of the frustration is among those of us who've been in the intelligence community, those in, in the military who understand the risk and the value of uh, this uh, sensitive information, how you store it. And the frustration that there doesn't appear to be any sanction for someone who we all know left, you know, government service is fighting to get back in, but left government service several years ago. So there is that frustration, like, hey, how do you punish somebody like this with something more than I made a mistake? You know, it's almost a slap in the face to hear her say that because of what, what was expected of you, what's expected of me and tens of thousands of others. Who, who are guarding that information so jealously today. What about the, the uh, conferral of immunity to people that were very involved, in I mean, that were subjects of the investigation, if not targets of the investigation, yep. and the way that it was handled, the inclusion of Cheryl Mills, both as lawyer and as interviewee in the room with Hillary Clinton? You did this for a very long time, as you said. Yep. That strikes a lot of other people I know, including former U.S. Uh, assistant U.S. attorneys, as... Highly unusual and preferential. Uh, would you say that that's a fair that's a fair characterization of those things? Well, let me let me try to dispel a couple things uh, that I've been um, told. Uh, one, you know, there's there's this kind of notion that I think is being circulated in the media that that, that immunity deals were given out like candy. First, there were a couple of IT guys who got uh, immunity deals. And my understanding was the the intent was to get uh, some peripheral players under the tent in in the FBI's camp with the facts, with the truth, early on. And they believed that early on that these folks were going to have no culpability, um, and that they they wanted to get them in early so that they might drive the investigation forward in the right directions. And and that was you know a a, a calculus that that you know, seasoned investigators made. In in hindsight, I'm told that even though someone may have been involved with backing up and later destroying, um, that there was no evidence that that destruction was anything but routine um, on their part. So not part of a criminal conspiracy. These were very peripheral players who ultimately 
they saw as couldn't be charged and shouldn't be charged. So the Bureau's view, I think, would be they traded away nothing in giving that early those early deals to two, those two. And then with respect to Mills and Samuelson, uh, who possessed these computers that were being used to, to look over everything in a pretty haphazard way, it seems, but they were given very narrow immunity that is production immunity. So if I turn over the, the laptop with classified contents and I don't myself have a lawful reason to possess them, I don't want to be prosecuted for handing you this laptop. You can't charge me for handing you the laptop that you're asking for. So it was very narrow with respect to those two. Didn't prohibit other, uh, you know, other uh, uh, challenges and potentially prosecution for other things. Just limited to those two. So I think the Bureau's view is they traded away very little to get to the core information and know what they you know, had to know. Um, but now, can so, I ask you, Ron, usually in these kinds of investigations, pressure is an essential component of getting to the truth, right? This is yep, people yep. see just from watching TV. They know this. You get the guys or the girls in the room and you say, look, whoever rolls first, they're going to get the deal or whoever yep. speaks. We're going to look upon that favorably. It seems from everything we know that in this instance, at every step of the way, it was don't worry, nothing bad will happen to you. Please give us this stuff. It feels different from other investigations. Is that again? You, you feel you feel, or I'm getting from you that you don't think that's a fair characterization. But I well, mean, I would have to I, also I, ask you if it's an unfair characterization. How many times did you come across people when there was any IT component of an investigation that they used bleach bit, not just to delete emails, but to overwrite and make them really, really hard to get when they didn't have something to hide? I mean, you were an right, investigator right. for decades. That must that must raise your eyebrows. Oh, sure, sure it does. I mean, there, there's all kinds of pieces of this that raise my eyebrows and certainly pieces that raise my ire. You know, the notion um, that that this group of people and, and the, the to me, the infection spreads throughout everybody who knew at, at Department of State, those who were in charge of, uh, of security, those who were, who were in charge of IT, uh, setting up and, and, uh, and turning their head to any piece of this. Um, their their inspector general's office, their security division. I, I think it is a, and I think the director mentioned this. It, you know, I view it as systemic and outrageous failure. I haven't heard of any um, action being taken on any of that. And frankly, I think the the failure goes into the White House because, as you and I know, if we were to sp- to send anything that looked like a suspicious email to the president of the United States. There are going to be firewalls and filters that, that quarantine that communication, right? So te- can, can anybody tell me that this Secretary of State wasn't communicating with her boss on matters of importance to the United States and using these same devices? So how is it that her suspicious-looking email could have gotten to him? I frankly don't think he's been honest with the nation when he talked on 60 Minutes and said, I found out when you found out. I think there's a lot more to that story, and I think the media has failed to, 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 to drill into that and get the truth. Because how else would they be communicating? An occasional phone call? Yeah, no, I think the uh, so, president. I think the president lied on this. But Ron, we're going to have to revisit this. We really appreciate you coming on. I'd love to have you back and, and go into some of this a little deeper, especially as we find out more and as we find out who the next commander in chief is. Uh, Ron Hosko was assistant director of the FBI, and he is now president at the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund. Ron, thank you very much, man. I appreciate you calling in today. Sure thing. My pleasure. The Buck Sexton Show.
The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.